Welcome to Mysterian Podcast. My name is Rini Medeiros, and I'm the founder of Mysterian Expressions. You can find us on the web at www.mysterian.tv to join our mailing list, to subscribe to notifications, and to get alerts for upcoming events and upcoming podcasts. The word Mysterian comes from the Greek word mystery, as it states in Mark 4.11, the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you. That word mystery is Mysterian. I've got a powerful word for you right here, right now, from the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? So glad for you to join me tonight. Tonight, I am going to be giving the 2020 vision word of the Lord for this coming year. So... I sent out word that I'm going to be giving the word of the Lord, but it actually doesn't have to do with 2020. It has to do with the times and the seasons that we are in outside of 2020. So I want to encourage you to share this live broadcast. I've got so much to share with you tonight. I'm very, very excited about what God is doing, the things that we are going into, the things that we've already broken into, and the things that God is taking us into more. So welcome to Mysterian TV. Tonight, my name is Rini Medeiros, and I am the founder of Mysterian Expressions. You can find us on the web at www www.mysterianexpressions.com and also mysterian.tv. So I look forward to sharing. I'm really just going to bring a lot of challenge tonight. I'm going to really just open up some things that um, that I'm bringing to the forefront that I have not shared publicly. And so we're getting ready to go in deep. So I want you to just sit back and relax and wait for the word of the Lord tonight because it's going to be powerful. And so I'm just going to let it rip. Tonight is a let it rip night and we are going forward and we're breaking the boundaries. So sit tight, invite your friends, make sure you share this broadcast and be ready to listen with ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying because tonight is going to be dynamite. Join us for our next live broadcast happening right now on Mysterian.tv. Create a free account to join the live chat and receive SMS text notifications of all of our upcoming live events. I wanted to share with you some things about this coming year. I already sent out a word of encouragement for the new year on my new podcast called Mysterian Podcast. Yay! So excited. And so it has been distributed on several different platforms. It's already on Spotify. It's on Breaker. It's on Anchor FM. It's on Radio Public. Um, it's going to very soon be on iTunes uh, podcast. So be looking for that. So whatever your favorite listening platform is, we will be there. Also, Podomatic going to be uploading some things on Podomatic. So it's going to be distributed uh, everywhere. So I look forward to the episodes that I'll be releasing um, on our Mysterian podcast. If you want to listen to the latest episode, you don't know how to get to it. Just go to my website at Mysterian.tv. Click the tab that says podcast and you will see all of the latest podcasts that are there. So 
I want to talk to you about some things um, concerning the new year, but I want to share with you where I am personally and where I feel like the Lord is taking me personally and also where the Lord is taking the body of Christ and also the nation. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things and a lot of things that are going to pertain to you that is definitely going to bless you. But I have uh, a very strong admonishment tonight, guys, and I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit just move my lips and we're going to go and we're going to hit it. So once I get into the stream, those of you that have ever taken any of my classes, you know that when I hit the stream and the fire hits, that's it. We're gone. (laughs) We're just going to go. We're going to flow. And, um, So everything's working great tonight as far as the technology. Very excited. Let me say hi to a few people here. Um, Let's see. Mommy's watching me. Hey, Mommy. Um, All right. So Linda's on. uh, Rachel, Joan, Sally, Marla, uh, Teresa. Wendy's watching. Hey, Wendy's. Good to see you, sweetheart. Um, And then I've got those that are watching on all the different platforms that I'm broadcasting on tonight. So it's everywhere. We are on YouTube. We are on Periscope. We are on Twitter. And we are also on all my different Facebook pages, my personal page, my public page, ministry page, also Prophets for Trump, Prophets for Israel, and um, Mysterian. Uh, TV uh, page. And so all of those. So you should be seeing uh, the broadcast from one of those. Um, The conversation that I am on mostly tonight is from my personal page, but we also have the conversation happening here, if you can see some of that. And this is the conversation that is coming in from all of the platforms that we are streaming to. So you'll see uh, conversations from YouTube, Facebook, and all the different ones there. So we will check that periodically. Okay. <laughs> My daughter, she just sent me a message. She says, I love your setup. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. I love the colors, um, the bluish, the green. It just does great for the complexion, you know? It does great. All right. So, all right, here, guys, listen. I have been in a place for the past five years. And what I'm about to release tonight is crossing over the threshold for me personally. And I believe it's going to challenge you because I know many of you are ready to go into greater and higher things and to do mighty exploits for the Lord. We just got back from our trip from Israel and it was phenomenal. (laughs) The theophanies that we encountered, that we experienced was off the chain. And I still haven't even talked a lot about it since we've gotten back from our trip because of the holidays, but it's forthcoming. So be looking forward to some live broadcasts, some podcasts, talking about some of the encounters that we experienced over there. Um, But let me tell you just something uh, very immediate that I want to talk about. And then we're going to get into the revealing of what I feel like the Lord um, has. Now, one of the things that I did is I said, and I put in the email and I said, um, vision 2020, what is God saying? You know, a lot of times I come on every year, um, either right before the new year or right after. And I share the word of the Lord for the year. So, and I did that because that is language that you understand, but this 
has really nothing to do with 2020. It has to do with times, the times and the seasons that we are in, in the realm of the kingdom, that God is opening up another realm to us, actually many realms to us. So when I look at the new year, it's not a confinement to time because as a spirit being, we are not to be confined by time. We are to take dominion over the earth, over time elements. God God gave us time or put time on the earth, the sun and the moon and all those things because time is a governor. Time is a governor. Time is not something that is supposed to control us. So I really don't want to get into that topic, but this is not about time. Oh, we come to the end of the year and now we're going to start something brand new for 2020. No, guys, the podcast that I just released a couple of days ago talked about pushing the threshold and the, the, the kindness of the Lord that we encounter and we go into every single day, not just when we come at the end of the year and we're going into a new year. We like to experience brand new things, right? But the reality is, is that we have the privilege and the honor to enter into the kainos, not the kairos, the kairos is something else, but the kainos of God is the renewing that has never been before that Jesus died on the cross and he paid for us so that we would enter into the newness of life every single day that the old order has passed away and behold, all things become new. So the old order is something that many Christians are still holding on to. It's some of it is tradition. Some of it is religion. Some of it is just the old ways. You don't, you're not living in the realm of fresh revelation every single day. You know, Jesus hid mysteries from those that were not sincere in heart to really seek his heart because mysteries are birthed in the place of intimacy. And in the place of intimacy where where the Lord is, his heart, that's where mystery is birthed. It's a birthing chamber. It's a, it's a birthing chamber for more things to go further. And we have somehow gotten stuck with the old order. Well, the old order is over with. The problem is, is that Christians are not entering into the new order of the Lord, which is newness of life. Jesus said he came to give life and life more abundantly. He didn't say I came to give religion and religion more abundantly. <laughs> he came to give us life, to live in that newness of life, the kainos of God. It's a Greek word, kainos. That means never heard of before, never has happened before. So basically what that means is that what happened at the fall of man, when, when Adam and Eve fell, that Jesus came and he paid the price to not only bring us back to our original design, but to make it better but to make it better. So God recompensed himself because what the enemy stole or he thought he stole, Jesus took back and he took it back for us. Not that he ever lost it, but he took it back for us so that we could enter into that newness of life every single day. So 
When we come to the end of the year, we always think of, well, it's a new year. I'm going to do a new resolution. No, this is a revolution, a daily revolution. You have to change that mindset and throw that yearly resolution away and get into the mind frame of I am going to impact and be a, a revolutionary every single day and revolutionize my world, my sphere of influence to revolutionize, to be a revolutionary every single day, not just in December 31st, going into the first of the year. That, we have to get rid of that mindset because you're going to, every year is going to be like, oh my God, it was such a hard year. No, every day needs to be a day of newness of life, a day of revolution, that the revolutionary inside of you is released, unleashed, and giving the devil a big fat headache (laughs) without even thinking about him because he's so he's so afraid of you and the fire of God in your DNA that gets released because of the revolutionary that lives inside of you. His name is Yeshua. And therefore, because you're made in the image and the likeness of of Yeshua himself, that you have been released as the resurrection. You know what the Lord told me in prayer the other day? And I was I was praying for my mom. You know, there's still some things that She's struggling with, and I'm like, I'm like, Lord, you know, I really need help with this. And He said to me, "Now, some of you are going to have a problem with this, okay? But I'm going to let it. I'm letting bullets out tonight. I'm letting bullets out tonight, and you're just going to have to catch it if you can." But the Lord said to me when I was in prayer this week, I told you know, I said, "Lord, you're the resurrection and you're the life." You know, you raised up Lazarus from the dead, you know, and so there's just certain things that I've been praying over my mom. And so the Lord says to me, you know, and I told him, I said, Lord, you're the resurrection life, you know, and I'm just decreeing, you know, God, you are the resurrection and the life. Jesus, you're the resurrection and the life. I believe you, Lord. I believe you. I, you know, it's like I have done away with all doubt and unbelief. I believe you, Lord. Let's get to it. Let's do it (laughs) kind of thing. And so what the Lord says to me, it kind of shocked me a little bit. He said, you're the resurrection and the life. And I was like, what? What do you mean? I'm the resurrection life. You're God. I'm not. But what he was saying is that I live in you. I live inside of you. So therefore, the resurrection and the life is in you. You go do and you release the resurrection and the life. Not that I hadn't before, but it was the way that he said it that really just kind of like, wow, Lord, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty bold (laughs) because he calls us the resurrection and the life. And so... Some of you are going to have a problem with that. It's going to kind of hit your religiosity. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to deal with it with the Lord. Okay. Because we have the resurrection living inside of us. You are the resurrection and the life. You are, if in fact, in the heart of the father, that you reflect his nature, his very heart, his power. And you have the resurrection and the life living inside of you. So therefore you are a child a son and a daughter of the resurrection and the life. You have resurrection power living inside of you, but many Christians don't live that way. They live as if they're so defeated. And so that's that's changing. We have come upon a threshold in the realm of the kingdom for those that are going to press the limits. And let me tell you something. Let me share something with you that I was... Just when I was in prayer the other day 
And, you know, the things that I share, whether it be on Mysterian Podcast, if it's on my website, on Mysterian TV, if it's on Mysterian Academy, anything that I share of the mysteries of the Lord, it's from, you know, just personal encounter, things that I personally experience with the Lord so that I can share the mysteries of God with you so that it somehow provokes you to a divine jealousy so that you can enter into the mystery of the Lord's heart yourself and find that God is that Yeshua is adventurous, that Yahweh is adventurous, that he is full of life and adventure and he's never boring. So if the church finds the Lord to be boring, it's because they've disconnected from the way and the truth and the life. They've gotten stagnant. And so if you are at a place of stagnation, be encouraged because the word of the Lord tonight should challenge you to get past and to get beyond that. But you're going to have to make a choice, guys. You're going to have to make a choice to depart and divorce yourself from religion and religious mindsets. You're going to have to depart and divorce yourself from from old religious teachings that you may have received that has gotten into your DNA. You know, DNA, you, every day when we take communion, you know, you guys uh, know that I take communion every day, you know, I teach it and that we, uh, we take communion ever since, um, for me, for the last five years, every single day, but, when we started our different groups, Prophets for Trump, we started our national prayer call to pray over the nation three years ago, and we implemented taking communion on behalf of the nation and and changing the DNA of America one prayer at a time as we prayed. And we continue to do that. And there's been so, so much tremendous work that the president has been doing. But <clears throat> I don't really want to talk as much about politics tonight. I want to talk about what God is doing you, doing in you as a spirit being. Now, let me say something about spirit being. You are a spirit being that lives in a body. This body is a shell. It's not your identity. This body is what you live in. It's your house and you have a soul, your mind, your emotions, your will, your intellect, all of those things. Now, the, the scripture is very clear that we are not to give into the dictates of the flesh, the body, the mind, the soul, all of that, and, and the body and the, the dictates of all of that, but that we are to live as spirit beings, being led by the spirit of God, but it's your spirit, your spirit man, your spirit being that is ruling and reigning on the outside. Well, how do you do that? How do you do that? The only way is through the sacrifice of the body and the blood of Jesus. And so when we partake of communion, we are partaking of his DNA. We're making an exchange, guys. It's an altar. <laughs> it's an altar. We're making an exchange. I'm giving the mutations in my DNA from my humanity to the Lord. And the Lord is exchanging his DNA, which is perfect. And, and he's giving that to me. And it's transforming me. It is a metamorpho because when the Bible talks about be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that's a mistranslation. That word transform means actually means transfigured. And when the Lord showed me this several years ago and I'm like, we've got it all wrong. We've got it all wrong. Transfiguration is a daily thing. It's a daily thing that we transfigure every single day up into the day that the Lord takes us away. 
Now, some of you may call that rapture. There's, I've got teaching on debunking the rapture that I can't even really get into right now. But the rapture is meant to be something that we enter into every day, not, oh, in the fly, we fly in the by and by, I'll fly away, oh, glory, I'll fly away. I can't stand that song. (laughs) But it is out of, and I'm sorry if it offends some of you guys, if you just really love that old teaching of the rapture, I'm sorry, but I have to blow it up because what you're believing is a lie. You, what the enemy has lied to you about is that the rapture that we're supposed to attain to someday in the by and by in the sky somewhere someday, it's all the way over there. It's not reachable. It's not tangible and you can never get to it. So what you want and what you feel like doing is I just want to leave this world. This world is awful and I can't stand it. And I just want to leave. I'm better off, you know, just being off with the Lord. I might as well go to heaven. And you're not accomplishing anything. You're not being, a, you're not being busy about the father's business. And so what the, what the enemy has done is that he's put it's, it's religiosity, it's religious teaching, and he has fed us this uh, pack of lies in church, in Sunday school, and all of these things that we are going to fly away in the by and by in some time that we can never attain to, we can never reach for. And what it is, is a transfiguration and a transformation that happens every single day when you enter into the body and the blood of Jesus through the blood of Christ and enter into that transfiguration every single day. Because that transfiguration is the same word as the scripture that talks about that will be taken away in the twinkling of an eye, that will be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. I, I, I urge you to go study it yourself because what's happening is that Christians are taking the food from the preachers at the pulpit. Now, I'm not saying there's plenty of amazing churches out there, okay? I'm talking about religion. I'm talking about the system, okay? And what we've been fed, what you've been fed. And so the twinkling of an eye, the transformation, that we will be transformed in the twinkling, that we will be changed. The word is changed, that we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. That word changed is the same word as the word transformed in uh, renewing your mind. And it's the same word. It's transfiguration. In the Greek, it's metamorpho. Metamorphosis, which means metamorphosis, which is which is that butterfly effect that that cocoon that transforms and transfigures through fire, through the process of fire into that beautiful butterfly. It's the same thing with us. So the DNA of God has that light and that fire that transfigures us every single day as we enter into it. But you know what, guys? It's by choice because God is not going to force you to do anything. This is your choice. It has to be your intent, your desire to go into those deeper places with the Lord and be completely satisfied, dissatisfied with the status quo and everything around you that is not moving and where there is no life. Either you are going to enter into that place of life and become life, become resurrected, and life. You become a reflection of resurrection and life to this world, a reflection of the Lord himself in this realm. But you can't be a reflection in this realm unless you are there with the Lord reflecting with him. It it doesn't work. It doesn't work unless you're there with him. 
So let me just say something about this whole thing <laughs> about spirit beings, because <clears throat> sometimes I get a little flack from religious folks. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of open this up a little bit, open this can of worms. In my teaching, sometimes in my broadcasts, sometimes in the things that I say when I'm decreeing things over the nation or whatever, I refer to us as spirit beings because that's what you are. You are a son and a daughter of the living God, and you are spirit first. You live in this body, this house, and you have that soul. Now, we have deliverance teachings about soul, body, soul, and spirit and all of that. But one of the things that we missed, okay, in deliverance is that we're casting out all of these demons. In the name of Jesus, come out in the name of Jesus. Okay, so there was a portion of that that was a part of Jesus's ministry. There was a percentage of that that Jesus did. But Jesus didn't hassle with the demons. He spoke to them, gave them one word, and they left. You know, and back in the day, doing deliverance ministry, we'd stay hours, five hours, trying to cast some, some demons out of somebody's because they weren't ready. And talking to all these demonic spirits, and we forgot about the angelic realm, which is two-thirds more than the demonic, the demonic. And we we and so that if somebody says, if we're talking to angels, somebody accuses us of, you know, being a new age of witchcraft or whatever, anything like that. How many times how many times do you wake up in the morning and you say hello to your angels? Your angels of joy, your angels of peace, your angels of love, the fruit of the spirit. Do you know that those are angels? Those are ministering spirits, the fruit of the spirit, and those angels will minister through you. Okay, let me, let me, oh, I, I, I just gotta, I gotta go here. <laughs> let me just park here for a minute, okay, guys? That, is it possible? Okay, put your, put your uh, spiritual thinking caps on here. You with me? Okay, we have where we see demonic spirits actually influencing people and possessing people. Okay, I'm not going to get into too much of the, 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 the theology of that, but we know that people can be affected and controlled by demonic spirits. You can also be influenced by angelic spirits. They don't possess us, but they can influence us. The spirit of joy, the spirit of love, the spirit of, of hope. The spirit, all of those fruits of the spirit and lots of different names of angels. We, we can honor them. We don't worship them, but it's like this, guys. If I have a friend, let me pick somebody here on the live broadcast. Let's see. I'm going to see A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. Let's say that I want to, uh, okay, I'll, I'll pick Janice. So Janice Peppers, she's, um, she's a friend and she, follows me quite a bit. Hello, Janice. Love you, Janice. So I honor Janice. I honor Janice because of who she is. She's a beautiful woman of God. Uh, Many times when I go to Israel, she's right there watching my videos. She's very encouraging or whatever. So I honor her and I love her. But because I honor her and I love her, in fact, one of the things that, you know, just, um, I surprised her with a little gift from Israel this year because I wanted to honor her. Okay, so when I honor her, that doesn't mean I worship her. It just means I honor her, the being that she is, the spirit being that she is, because she's important and she has amazing, she has an amazing blueprint to give to others. And so that's the same thing with the angels. We honor them. We say hello. Okay, if you can call out a demonic spirit and call out their names when you're in deliverance, why can't you call upon the angelic host to help you 
and calling forth those angelic beings because uh, the church has gotten so much into calling all of the demonic spirits and seeing all of the demonic. And that's all you see. You never see the angelic side. There's a lot of things that are going on in our nation uh, with the, uh, with the Democrats, with Republicans, with the whole political arena that we see all kinds of demonic things going on. Let's switch that off and let's see the good things. Let's see the 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 angelic things that are that are happening, the good that is happening. We can turn off even though the demonic is there. We know that it's there. And I'm not saying that it's not important to understand and to know that they're there. But there's also good things that are happening that are far surpassing everything that the enemy is doing. So we've got to switch over to the things to put our minds upon those things. As the scripture says to put your minds on things that are good and lovely and pure and all of those things and to keep your sights above on heavenly things. So let me just say something about spirit beings. So as I speak forth these things about we are spirit beings, I'm just calling forth who you are as a son, a daughter of God uh, and 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 provoking you to operate as a spirit being and not walking around being dominated by your soul and by your body and by your flesh. But that's the sad thing about Christianity today. The religiosity Christianity is that many people are operating out of that realm of the soul. Now, let me just pick on the prophets a little bit here, because many of the prophets are doing the same. They're giving the prophesying so-called word of the Lord, but they're prophesying out of the realm of the soul and not from the position of your spirit being ruling and reigning with the Lord. So you should, you instead of speaking forth the oracles of the Lord that are coming from a place of mystery, of intimacy with the Lord, you have many of the prophets that are giving the so-called word of the Lord out of the realm of the soul and really hoping that their words come to pass so that they can get a pat on the back and say, oh, you're accurate prophet. That's not, that's not, we got to get out of that, guys. Listen, I taught schools of the prophets for many years. We, I did them on location and we started to do them in 2007. We started to do them online. They were powerful, exploded, was great. Um, <clears throat> was able to train thousands of people in that from all over the world. It was amazing. And then eventually I shut it down. And the reason why I shut it down is because many times we look to Many times we look to, I've got to get a prophetic word from the prophet. I've got to get a prophetic word so that I can sustain my day, so that I can get clear direction of where I'm supposed to go. I've just got to get the word of the Lord from the prophet. I can't tell you how many times people contacted me, prophet Rini, prophet Rini, prophet Rini, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. And I can, and sometimes I do, but I will do you a disservice if that's what you depend upon all the time and that you are not seeking the Lord yourself because Yeshua is the prophet of all prophets. Okay, it's not about doing away with prophecy or the prophetic ministry. It has its place, but it's not it's not up here. It's not number one. It's not, we don't despise prophesying, but we absolutely have to weigh them out. And prophecies are conditional. Okay, let me give you an example. There's been so many words about 
President Trump winning the 2020 election. And I wholeheartedly decree that. I decree that because I believe that is the will of the Lord. But it's contingent, guys. There's a contingency on that. It requires cooperation from the body of Christ. So it is possible for him to lose the election dependent upon the church because this whole thing depends because the church drives this. And as I've said before, that the way that the nation, the way that the church goes is the way that the nation goes. So if you see the nation in an upheaval, disunity, there's um, racism and all of that stuff that is going on, I assure you it's because it's happening in the church. And we are we are calling out the governmental swamp, but there's also a swamp that is in the church that God is unraveling and he's exposing and he's separating the wheat from the tares. We've been seeing this. And we've been seeing that preachers are making a very bad trade, a very bad trade. When they start to speak things against our president, we know he's not perfect. But when you start to really ditch him like that, like things like, oh, he's not even saved or um, uh, uh, some things that some recent preachers have said that I don't even want to give the privilege of, of calling out their name. They've made a very bad trade, guys. And there's consequences to that trade because they stepped into an arena to curse the president when the scripture says that we are to pray. Doesn't have doesn't mean we have to agree with everything that he does, but we are mandated to pray and to keep him covered. So let me just say that we as spirit beings, guys, spirit beings is all over the scripture. We as spirit beings operating in the spirit, okay? Now, I want to say something here because there are those that would try to accuse of, well, that's new age. If you start to think that way or you start to say things that way. Let me tell you something about the new age movement, guys. The reason why the new age movement is so prevalent is because you have... People in the body of Christ that have not gotten their stuff together and gotten into their position to do what they're supposed to do and not allow the new agers to steal it because that's exactly what they've done. And so what they're doing is that they are far surpassing. They are far surpassing Christians in understanding and in knowledge And they're running with it. They're running with the things that belong to us. Okay, so now this is one of the things that I was in prayer the other day and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, it was just a cry that came from my spirit because I know that my spirit knows what to do and knows how to pray. Because if you separate your spirit from your soul, from your body, your spirit being that was connected with your soul and your body, knitted together intricately in your mother's womb that formed the being that you are walking on this earth so that you can connect heaven and earth together through even even the soul so so that you can access both realms. The heavenly realm, the earthly realm. You need, you need this body to be able to do that. 
but your spirit knows how to communicate with God. Your spirit knows how to access God. And many times what we're doing is we're dominated by the soul, dominated by the, the workings of this flesh. And we're, we've got blockages and we've got barriers. And it's like, I can't hear the word of the Lord. I can't hear what the Lord is saying. And it's not about hearing what God is saying. It's the thing is that you're not in his face seeing what the father is doing. Jesus said, I do nothing unless I see my father doing it. So it's more than just hearing a word. It's about seeing what the father is doing. That's why many are not able to fulfill their destiny because they don't know what their blueprint is because they have not seen the face of God. Did the Bible not say that the pure in heart shall see God? What what does that mean? Are you seeing him face to face? Are you a prophetic voice or an apostolic voice or an evangelical voice? Are you seeing the face of God in your prayers every day? Are you having theophonic encounters with him every single day? That's what Moses did. He was having encounters face to face with the Lord. In fact, Yahweh said about Moses... He said that others, you know, in some of these prophets and prophetic voices that they have dreams and that they have visions. But he said to but Moses, I speak with face to face dreams and visions. They're good and we need them. But that's not the source of communication that we should be going after as the source of our supply. The source of our supply is face to face with Yahweh himself. In the face of God every single day. Well, you can't access that type of relationship outside of the blood of Jesus, because that is the difference between the new agers and the believers that and believers in Christ that desire to go deep into God's heart, into the mysteries of his heart. That's the difference because the new agers don't access through the blood of Jesus. Well, there's no other way. It's through the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through Yeshua, through his blood sacrifice. So that's why we take communion every day because we are entering into the realm of his heart, the realm of the kingdom, which there are many realms. And so many times we just stop at salvation. Well, if you stop at salvation, then you're not going to enjoy the fullness of your salvation. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get to heaven. It just means that you're going to be, you're going to live miserably on the earth. You're going to live miserably on the earth. You know, I, when, I, when I see myself on, on TV and, and I have all these, my hands going everywhere, this is the Latina effect, okay? This is the expression of the Latina. <laughs> so my husband, uh, he, he laughs at me sometimes. You just can't keep your hands together. It's because I'm Latina, man. Yo soy Latina. Anyways, so, okay, guys, let me just break this down a little bit for this realm that we that God has already broken into that he's already he's already rented the veil the veil is already rent it's just that we didn't know that it was there for us to go into and it has to do with pushing the limits of your own spirit being and your spirit being is very 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 powerful you just don't know it yet and 
in a way, you have to get to know who you really are. You have to get to know yourself in the realm of the spirit, aside from your soul and your body. Seeing yourself in the realm of the kingdom as God sees you, as Yahweh sees you, as he designed you from before the foundations of the earth, from before the fall of man. You are that redeemed person that Jesus died on the cross for you to return back to here now while you're alive, not when you're dead. Now, when you're alive, the transformation is now, it's here, it's now, it's in the now. And it continues to progress the metamorpho, the transfiguration, the metamorphosis of that process of being changed, being transfigured from glory to glory to glory to glory. You should be growing every single day from glory to glory to glory to glory. And if you're not progressing, then you're stagnant. And it's a re, it's the reason why many of you are extremely dissatisfied, extremely dissatisfied. And so Christine Nelson says, God is not a figment of our imagination. God is real and eternal no matter what. Absolutely. Yes. And amen to that because we access the Lord. It's time to go beyond visions. It's time to go beyond the dreams. It's time to go beyond always seeking a prophetic word from another person. When God has given you full access yourself to access him one-on-one to get the instruction, the direction, the blueprint uh, details that you need, the mandates of the Lord that you need to fulfill His plan for your life. That is something that you have to do individually and not always seeking a prophetic word from the, you know, the latest and the greatest prophet. I respect the prophetic movement. I ran with it for years, guys, and I still respect it. The apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors, all of that, all of that is necessary. The worshipers, the psalmists, all of that is necessary. And those are just a facet of, of what we operate in. It's one, one side of the facet, maybe two sides of the facet of, of the dimensional being that we are, that you are so much more than that. And we just happen to have parked on the prophetic realm for the last, what, 20 years? It's like, come on, guys, let's get into the Mustang. Let's go <laughs> because there's more. There's more. There's absolutely more. So I was in prayer the other day and it was just a cry that came from the depths of my being because I believe my spirit being was crying out from the realm of eternity. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I, I want to push the boundaries. I want to be able to push the boundaries of my spirit being and go into places that I've never gone before because I'm not afraid to go deep into the heart of God and coming into the presence of the Lord with honor. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I come into your gates with thanksgiving, your course with praise, always giving him honor and always leaving and coming out of that place with honor and honoring him and relishing his presence, the person, the being of who he is. And when I'm seeing him face to face, What's happening is I can literally feel the transfer. I can feel the molecules. I can feel the atoms in my DNA 
being changed and transformed. This isn't something that has been going on just one or two days. This has been something that's been very consistent in my life for the past five years. I wish it was the last 20 years. You know, but there are things that I did 20 years ago that I'm understanding what I was doing back then that I didn't have words or I didn't have the ability to articulate what those things were that I'm finding out. I've I've been doing that for all of these years and I didn't even know that. Let me give you an example. You know, as a teacher, let me give you an example just to kind of hit this point home to you. Many times when I worship, I experience this beam of light that comes up from within me. And, and, and I know that when this beam of light comes up from within me, it's just, it's like a breaking out and it's freedom. I always associated it with um, just the power of worship because I'm a worshiper. <clears throat> but um, some time ago, I was seeing something different. What I saw, what, it, what this glow and this fire and this light was, not only the fire and the light of the Lord, when I'm in that place of intimacy with him, but there's this fire and this light that's coming up and erupting from within me. It's my spirit being coming out. It's my spirit being coming on the outside and taking its rightful place and seed and being seated in heavenly places where my spirit being belongs, being the dominant force of my being and not my soul. Not my emotions controlling who I am, not my body controlling who I am, but my spirit being led forth by the spirit and understanding the spirit and the heart of God with my spirit, spirit to spirit communication, because the father is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth, in reality. And in and I did a recent teaching on this on mystery of the bride. My one of my uh, last webinars about this, that the spirit of the Lord is looking for that heart to heart communication. That's how we communicate with the Lord. Some others call it cardiogenosis. It is a heart to heart knowledge and a heart to heart communication. It is spirit talk. There is a spirit language. It's the technology of spirit language that we are able to communicate with the Lord with many times without even saying words. That we communicate heart to heart. There are many times that you know with your friends, especially your spouse, for those of you that are married, that there's a communication that you have with your spouse that is heart to heart language that no one understands except for you and your spouse because you're connected because you're one. So when the Lord is saying that he's seeking those to worship him in spirit and in truth, that's that word truth there has to do with that oneness So it kind of gives you the idea of that oneness, the mystery of marriage. There's that oneness of becoming one flesh. It is a it is a reflection of becoming one with the Lord. And when we become one with the Lord, we receive the fullness of his supply on a daily basis every single day. And we receive the fullness of his supply. And we become one with him. And then we begin to think like him. We begin to act like him. We begin to do mighty exploits. We begin to do things more than Jesus did because that's what he desires for us. But you can't do anything unless you're one. So the body of Christ many times has lost the essence and the element of becoming one with the Lord. And so what has happened is that it has it has 
translated into works of the flesh, doing this work and doing that work because maybe for a need of of attention or a need for being able to be seen or whatever it is. So you're not really connecting with the heart of the father being one with him and doing the things that you're seeing the father doing. What you're doing is that you're doing your little rituals and you pray and whatever, but you are still in the realm of the soul and you are administering works of the flesh that are not really bringing life and it's wearing you out. It's wearing you out. There are works that we are to do and we are and it, and the Lord is glorified by, by those works that we do. But it's works as we are one with the father. We worship him in spirit and in truth in that oneness, the true, the truth of who he is, the truth of his being, the truth that he's real, just like. Um, my sister in the Lord said that he's real. He's not a figment. God is not a figment of our imagination. He's real and eternal no matter what. And the amazing thing is, is guys, is that he longs to visit us every day. We know that God is with us. We know that. But the Lord wants to manifest himself, that we go into his heart in such a depth that he begins to appear before us in theophonic encounters. That yes, we believe whether we experience encounters or not, but there comes a day that you meet him face to face. You meet him face to face because the Bible says that the pure in heart shall see God. I don't think it was talking about when you die because when you die, you can't do anything here on the earth anymore. You're done. It's here on the earth that you see God so that when you enter into that place, you see him, you become renewed and transfigured on a daily basis so that you can renew and transfigure this world around you every single day and be that flame and that fire that God is because the Lord is a consuming fire. So if the Lord is a consuming fire, then guess what, guys? That as you are in Him on a daily basis, that fire is going to consume you so much that it's going to be all that you want, that you want to pursue and that you want to go after because you will become dissatisfied and you start to live in that realm on a daily basis. You start to live in that realm on a daily basis. You're going to be so dissatisfied that it's like, you know what? Um, I love you, but I need to go spend some time in prayer because I have to go meet with my father. You know, that daily date with our father. So let me share something with you guys, because pushing the realm, pushing the limits, pushing the limits of our spirit being and not being afraid to go beyond the cross, going beyond into the realms of the kingdom, not being afraid to what these new agers stole from us and taking it back. There are things that they have taken because the church did not take their rightful place. So when the church doesn't take their rightful place, it gets stolen. We're seeing some of this already in the political arena. Things that have been stolen because of the position of the church. You know, I'm not trying to put all the blame on the body of Christ. I'm just saying that we are the ones that carry it. We are the ones that carry the blueprint of God for this nation, for our families, for our lives. 
And if the body of Christ doesn't doesn't manifest it, then how is it going to be? How is it going to be manifested? How is it going to come to pass in the earth? So what I see many times are Christians that want to hold on to their religiosity. And when you say something of a terminology like a spirit being, it's like, oh, that's new age or whatever. It's like, get over it. Get over it. Because you need to realize that you are a spirit, soul and body. Like Father, Son and Holy Spirit. You are you are a triune being. And you let, let, let me just share this with you, because. As I was meditating on the scriptures last night, and I wanted to share this with you. You know, when Paul was talking about he's wrestling with his human nature. This is in Romans uh, chapter 7, verse 15 and 25, 15 through 25. This is a passion translation. I love how it describes this, this war that's going on because everybody has this war, but I want to tell you something about the elements of this war. That's very important for you to understand. So he says, I am a mystery to myself for what I want to do What I want to do, what is right, but end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. And if my behavior is not in line with my desire, my conscience still confirms the excellence of the law. And now I realize that it is no longer my true self doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. You have an intruder. And it's called sin and it lives in your humanity. That is where the war is. Not with the devil. The war is the intruder of sin. For I know that nothing good lives within the flesh of my fallen humanity. The longings to do what is right are within me. The longings to do what is right are within me. His spirit longs to do what is right. But... Willpower is not enough to accomplish it. We can't even depend on willpower. My lofty desires to do what is good are dashed when I do the things I want to avoid. How many of us have experienced this? So if my behavior contradicts my desires to do good, I must conclude that it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin hindering me from being who I really am. Through my experience of this principle, I discover that even when I want to do good, evil is ready to sabotage me. Truly, deep within my true identity, I love to do what pleases God. Talking about the spirit being truly loves to do what pleases God. But I discern another power. There's another power operating in my humanity, waging a war against the moral principles of my conscience and bringing me into captivity as a prisoner to the law of sin and death that is that. This unwelcome intruder in my humanity. So what an agonizing situation I am in. So who has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder of sin and death? I give all my thanks to God for his mighty power has finally provided a way out through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. So if left to myself, 
the flesh is aligned with the law of sin. Do you see why we have to separate soul and spirit, joint from marrow, thoughts from intents? Because if you don't, your flesh, you will come into alignment with your flesh that is aligned with the law of sin and death. But now my renewed mind, the transfiguration, the metamorpho, my renewed mind is fixed on and submitted to God's righteous principles. So Paul is talking about that his humanity is not who he really is. And yet we've been taught in church that, oh, woe is me because I'm a wretched poor soul that all I, I can, all I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner. And there's just this decree. I'm always a sinner. I'm always a sinner. Well, whenever are you going to be righteous? When are you going to be righteous? I'm always a sinner. I'm always a sinner. I sin all the time. Well, do you, what about What about doing righteous things? What about being righteous? Righteousness is a gift. It's not anything that we earn. It's a gift. And we receive it at the exchange at the altar. And we partake of the body and the blood of Jesus so that his righteousness becomes our righteousness. And that everything that we have in our humanity gets swallowed up in immortality. Our mortality gets swallowed up in immortality. How many of you are putting on immortality every single day? Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. It was about five years ago. The Lord was, um, the Holy Spirit was like harassing me. I, mean, I don't want to say that in, in, a, in, in a disrespectful way, but it was like I was, the Spirit of God kept waking me up in the middle of the night And I kept hearing seven times every time I woke up, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would wake up, you know, half hour later, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was like, okay, I'm obviously not going to get any sleep tonight. So I just better get up and I just need to, and I just need to spend some time in prayer. So the Lord, so I, so I just, I said, okay, Lord, I put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord was teaching me that that was my protection, my covering that I needed to go that I needed to put on the Lord Jesus Christ because of where I was getting ready to go into that. I needed that protection. I needed to go to put on, to clothe myself with the resurrection and the life every single day and to walk in it every single day. So he said, put on the Lord Jesus Christ seven times throughout the night. The Holy spirit wakes me up. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you put on the Lord Jesus Christ every day, you will sleep like a baby. You won't even have those nightmares. You won't be depressed. You won't have those anxiety issues that you've got to take Xanax and Clonopin and whatever all of those drugs are. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ, I am so amazed how many Christians are dependent upon benzodiazepine. Don't even get me on that stream and that pathway because that is something else that Christians, believers, and I love to pray at night because when I pray at night, I enter into the realm of God's heart on a daily basis. I know that God is with me all the time, but I like to go into him into him to see what is on his heart, what is on his mind, to spend time with him, to allow him the opportunity to manifest himself into my life. 
and around me and to talk to me and to speak the wisdom from above, to help me with circumstances and situations, to give me the wisdom that I may not be able to get from uh, from other people, from a human mind, that I may not be able to get from a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I might not be able to get it from those those human elements because my spirit, I'm not, my humanity is not who I am and I'm not in bondage to my humanity. That I go into his heart and into that place where, where the Lord, in that place of intimacy where God is birthing things inside of me so that I can manifest those things that he, that he is showing me that he is doing into this, into this earth realm. And to be the hands and the feet of God, to be the mouthpiece of God, to speak forth the oracles of the Lord from his heart. Not just a prophetic word for the year, that the oracles of the Lord are flowing like a river every single day, that there's so much that the heart of God is speaking and saying it's like rivers and gushers of living water that is coming forth. And you can't stop that river because it's a raging river and that raging river turns into a fire and that fire begins to consume everything that is around you. So if you begin to start to encounter opposition and persecution and religious people that are coming against you and saying that what you're doing is not of God that the burning of the fire of the Holy Spirit burns all of that dross and that you keep your eyes and you keep your forehead like flint and you continue to push the limits and say I'm going to go where God wants me to go whether I go with it whether they come with me or I go by myself that's determination that is being consumed with the fire of God so something has happened We haven't even gotten into 2020 yet. That's tomorrow night. But something has happened. Something's been transitioning this past season. We've already, we've, let me, let me just tell you this, that the doorway is already open. It's broken open because I've seen what's over there. And I'm like, Lord, I want to push limits. That's where I want to go. That's where I belong. Lord, I, because Because I'm a motivator myself. The Lord has just given me the ability to motivate others. But at the same time, I'm a, I I just motivate myself when I don't have the people around me to motivate me. It's just, it's just something that the Lord does. He motivates me. And it's like, you know, just like David, he didn't have people around him to encourage him. So he encouraged himself. And sometimes you're not going to have that prophetic word of the Lord. Well, where are you going to get, where are you going to get your, your sustenance? Where are you going to get your daily food from? So we have to get it from the Lord himself, who is the fullness of our supply. And he's everything that we need. Yes, we need other believers in Christ. We need to be interdependent to work with one another, to not compete against each other, but to work with one another. Because here in the South, my God, there's so much division, there's church, there's factions, there's denominations, and it's just, it's just disgusting. I, I, I get sick of it. It's just disgusting. You have this denomination, that denomination. Sometimes people say, what denomination are you? I'm not. I'm not. No, no denomination. I'm of the heavenly crew. <laughs> that's, that's my peoples of the heavenly crew. And so, guys, this is the time for you to go beyond and push the limits of what your spirit is capable of. To dare to go into those intimate places with God that 
you've never gone into before and even that you've never seen other people go into before. This is a time and a season of many pioneers in the realm of the kingdom that are pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries and going because they love God with all of their hearts. You know what that is? Let me get my phone because I dropped it. Let me get my phone here. I want to keep up with this conversation. I get a little fiery. I get a little excited. So I dropped my phone. Dropped my phone. Let me get back to the conversation here. All right. You guys okay? (laughs) All right. All right. So guys, this is the time to push the limits. I'm not talking about religious works. I'm so sick and tired of that. And this is this is what I'm going to this is what I'm going to share with you. So stay with me, okay? Because we are coming in a time that, you know, back in the early church, there were those that were so devoted and that followed the Lord with all of their hearts that they did strange things. They just did strange things. Paul was one of them. The Apostle Paul was entrusted with the mysteries of God. And 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 when, you know, even Paul said of himself, he says, I'm a mystery myself. You know, he couldn't understand uh, who he was. And this scripture, because our, our, our ministry name, Mysterian Expressions, comes from the word mystery, Mysterian and If people have a problem with that word, you need to go study your Bible because Mysterian is a Greek word that means mystery. It means the mystery and the secrets of God. Jesus spoke in parables to hide the mystery of God and saved it for the childlike. He saved it for those that came to him as children. Because if you're going to come like a Pharisee and you're going to come with pompous pride, then the, the mysteries of God are not going to be revealed to you because it's birthed through intimacy and that intimate place with the Lord. And Paul here, he's going into the mystic realm. He's going into the realms of mystery, the mystery of God's heart. And he's getting all kinds of encounters and revelations. And he was even very careful about describing that because he didn't want people to put more emphasis on his encounters than he was talking about uh, being in that place, in that intimate place with the Lord. And so he's encountering the realm of mystery every single day. And he says, I die daily. And so when he dies daily, he goes into the realm of resurrection. He goes into the realm of mystery. He goes into it every day. And then he's off in these encounters with the Lord and he gets profound things that he's teaching, that he's saying, helping people to follow the Lord. There are people like this throughout not only the Bible, but those that have been raised up even from the time of the early church. And I'm going to just share with you uh, just one example of a modern day mystic, which is Catherine Coleman, that maybe a lot of you would relate to that. You know, Benny Hinn was one that followed her and claimed to, uh, you know, basically have her mantle. And so 
Catherine Coleman, she was a mystic. She was very strange in some of the things that she did. In fact, some of the things that in her personal life, her husband was completely not into what she was doing. And so she had to live with that pain that her spouse was not with her doing the things that she loved from the realms of the kingdom, ministering and healing people. And that intimacy that she had, you know, and she would twirl around in her flowy little dress or whatever. And people thought that she was strange. It's because she was off with the Lord. She was completely off with the Lord. And, and, there's, and there are those in, in the early church And so this is the problem in the church, guys. And I'm just going to say this because I'm crossing this threshold and I'm just going to say it so I can be done with it. And then you can make a decision for yourself. But there is the realm of mystery that is the mystic realm, the heart of God, that the church has abandoned and has called it New Age. And the reason why the New Agers have run with the mystical realm is because the church has not taken their rightful place and their position. So they're running with it and they're getting this knowledge. And so what's happening is the religious church, they're sitting back and saying, oh, well, that's New Age and that's demonic. And they're not getting any further revelation of anything. Now, they, the, the, the New Agers, they're not coming. They're not getting their information through the way, the truth and the life. They're getting their information through other means. And we know that that's demonic. But don't be afraid to say, I'm going into the mystery of God's heart. You know, and then when people don't understand, maybe even the name of my ministry, Mysterian Expressions, Mysterian is a Greek word and it means ministry. It's as simple as that. Going into the mystery of the heart of God. Because, because, Jesus said in Mark 4.11, The privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you. It has been granted to you. So if it's been granted to you, then why aren't you going into the realm of mystery, into the mystic realm of heart of God? Why aren't you going there? Because many times in the church, there's this mindset that, and I did a teaching on this uh, several years ago, demystifying mysticism. Because that is something that we as the church need to take back that belongs to us going into the, that we are beings that, that pursue the mystery heart of God. That's who we are. That's what we do. And we, we, we push the limits of that realm of God's heart so we can go into that realm of mystery so that we can teach the mysteries of God to others to draw them closer to the Lord so that they can continue to have the fresh revelation of the Lord. So what happens in church is that people are teaching regurgitated garbage, regurgitated sermons that Preacher after preacher after preacher are preaching the same thing over and over again. My God, they sound like Democrats in the same narrative. It's a religious narrative. And it's like, why would you even want to digest that when it brings no life and it has no nourishment? All the nutrients from that revelation from yesterday is gone. It's pooped out. Because we live by God's word. The word of God, not by bread alone, but by the revelatory expression of God's heart, the fresh revelation that is available to us every single day. This far surpasses getting any prophetic word from any prophet. 
hear me, because this has nothing to do with putting away with the prophets and saying that they're not necessary because they are. But we have continued to put prophets on a pedestal that that's all that we do and that we're not reaching further. We're not pushing the limits of God's heart and God's kingdom to see that he has more for us. There's more guys. There's more than the prophetic realm. There's more than the apostolic realm. There's more. All of those things are valuable and they're necessary, but you need to realize that you as a spirit being, you have access, you one-on-one with God, that whenever you need that prophetic word, it's right there in the mystery heart of God, in the mystical realm of the heart of God there for you every single day. And if the body of Christ was operating in that realm every single day, this nation would be on so on fire for God that there, that this nation would be bowing their knee every single day to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It is a collective effort for the body of Christ, for the church, for believers in God to wake up, to wake up because there's this apathy that has kept you asleep And it's called religion. It's called religion. Something happened to me five years ago. I came out of this religious matrix and I realized I was in this box and was like, oh my God. And I had, and I just couldn't be on the internet anymore. There was like, I don't know, several months that I just had to put the internet away because the Lord just blew me away that I just had to spend time with him. And I just had to regroup. And I just, I, that's, that's when I stopped teaching my prophetic schools. A lot of my teachings, I was just like, you know what? I'm throwing all of this in the trash. <clears throat> I had to renounce religious teachings that I had received. And I'm not saying that people gave me these religious teachings on, uh, you know, that they did it out of the, uh, out of malicious intent. Okay. I'm talking about just the religious realm in general. Well, you know what, guys, I left that realm. And if people accuse me of this being new age or I'm going into these mysteries and I shouldn't be going there. Well, I'm sorry, but the scripture tells me otherwise. Jesus said in Mark 4, 11, that the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you, but not to others where everything is revealed in, par- is, is revealed in parables. And he spoke to people in, in parables because they weren't yet ready to handle the mysteries of his heart. So the Lord doesn't just throw his mysteries out there. It's reserved for those that really want to become one with him and that are serious about their relationship with him. So let me just tell you something. I changed email clients. I'm just being very transparent here. I changed email clients and I went from, I was using one uh, email service and I changed it to another because it was too expensive. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to change it because I'm, I'm just trying to save the ministry money. You know, just trying to use the finances wisely and to save if I have if I can save an extra 50 bucks a month, that's great. You know, that's that's a lot of money in a year that I could use, apply for something else that the ministry needs. And so I changed. And when I changed um, it, you know, and I gathered my entire mailing list and put it together and I sent out some emails and all of a sudden I got this influx of people that unsubscribed. I was like, OK. Fine. Was it something I said? Was it something that, 
they, you know, didn't like or whatever. And that's fine because I've had exoduses happen before. And, you know, and I was talking to the Lord about this and I personally have been, and I'm not forcing you guys to do the same thing that I'm doing. I'm just telling you that I've already made a choice that I'm going into this realm that the Lord has already opened up. It has nothing to do with 2020. It just has to do with a place that the Lord has opened up that is ready for the sons and the daughters of God to walk through if they choose to. This is a realm of choice because God is not going to force you. It doesn't mean that you're going to lose your salvation. It's just that I choose to push the limits and find out more and more of the wonders of his person and to become intimately acquainted with my Lord and Savior so much so that I am completely immersed and submerged in his love and in his fire that I just can't help it, that I have to bleed out the resurrection and the life and the blood of Christ and to tell others the beautiful mysteries of his heart that is available to us. And if people want to unsubscribe because I'm going into something that they don't quite understand, that's why I'm partly just breaking this open tonight so that you can see my heart and where I'm going and you can make your decision. Because what I'm really looking for are those that are ready to go into the deep mysteries of the heart of God and that are not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, that are not going to be ashamed of the mysteries of God's heart. And you know what? It's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you your reputation. It's going to cost you. You're going to have to get rid of the fear of man. Because if you hold on to the fear of man and you hold on to religious traditions and you hold on to the things that you've been taught that were religious and not the truth of the word of God that come from the mysteries from the heart of God, then you're going to become stagnant and you're going to die. And Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. So I challenge you, if you want to call it a new year word. I challenge you for 2020, but not for 2020, for every single day. Let's put 2020 aside. Let's put the time element aside since we're not controlled by time as spirit beings, that we rule time. We dictate to time. We don't, we take dominion over time. We take dominion over the earth. Isn't that what God said in the beginning? And so to take dominion, over this next season in your life, make a decision to get out of that religious stuff that has held you back and that has produced no fruit in your life and to divorce yourself from it. I mean, it's real easy. God, I divorce myself from religion, from religiosity. I divorce myself from every teaching that I have been under, that I have received. Now, hear me. I am not attacking anybody. I have beautiful friends that have helped raise me up throughout the years. I appreciate all of the input that I have received from mentors in my life. And I cherish the stages that God has brought me through to bring me to the place that I am today. But not to hurt anyone, some of those teachings were religion. Some of those teachings were religion, not that they did it deliberately. It's just the place that we were at that time. 
Now it's time to push the limits, push the limits of God's heart, push the limits and the boundaries that that allow our spirit being to go beyond this humanity, because this humanity is not who I am. This humanity is not who you are. I'm a spirit. I live in a body, a a real flesh body, and I have a soul, mind, spirit, body, soul, mind, spirit. I have all of those elements, but it is my spirit that must come on the outside to rule and to reign every single day with Christ and to communicate heart to heart with my Lord every single day and to encounter him. Yes, I see visions. Yes, I have dreams. All of those things, like Paul said, more than you all. And let me just say this one last thing, guys, that even though I may Understand, I have knowledge and understanding and understand all these mysteries as the scripture says, if I have not love, I am nothing. But the religious will tell you, the religious will tell you, well, you need to operate in love because love is more important than the gifts and all those things and all those encounters and all this stuff. Yes, it is. But that doesn't mean that you dismiss having encounters with the Lord. Doesn't mean that you dismiss the gifts of God. It doesn't mean that you dismiss any of those. Yes, it has its rightful place. And love is paramount. The frequency of love is first and foremost, and it is paramount because God is love. So if God is love, then we must also be consumed with his love and to give love to others. I haven't gotten there 100%. Neither have you. We're all working on it. But this is the time to push the limits of who you are and to find out who you really are. And the only way that you can find out who you really are is if you find out who he is, because when you find out who he is, he's going to show you and you're going to see that reflection of who you are, that it really does reflect who he is, that you are son and a daughter of Yahweh, of Christ himself. And so I, you know, I've already come to my resolve, guys, that, you know, throughout my entire ministry, throughout my life, people come and go. People come and go. And that's fine because there are those that maybe for a season, uh, they're there to impart to them. They impart to me and that's fine. And then we move on. So, you know, and then there are those that are that are extremely loyal. I have like a remnant that's extremely loyal that I've known for years. And that, you know, and that just stay and they, they just stay. But the thing is, is that when you are being like you are having a problem with some of your belief system and you can't get past your belief system to enter into a new place in the Lord, I can't help you. I can't help you. So I'm not ditching anybody. I'm just saying that I'm going where the Lord has me to go. And if the scripture tells me that it is a privilege, it is a privilege, not a right. It is a privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm. And it has been granted to you. This is our ministry scripture. It has been granted to you. And so if it's been granted, then now it's your choice to step into that realm and push the limits of that realm so that you can grow from glory to glory to glory. Because if you're not growing, you're going to become stagnant and you're going to die. And if 
You want to live in the abundant life that God has given you and that Jesus paid the price for you to live life and life more abundantly. And this is what I shared in my podcast the other day, that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And there's been some mistranslation in that. It's about ardent, passionate fervor. That there is so much ardent, passionate fervor that you pursue the kingdom of God because the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added unto you. So the scripture is saying, seek ye the kingdom of God. But then in Mark 4, 11, it says it is the privilege and of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm that has been granted to you. So put the kingdom of God first and all these things will be added unto you. Hello, are we getting clues here from the Lord that he wants us to enter into the mysteries of his heart? then all of these things will be added unto you. Because a lot of times the last thing that we are pursuing is the kingdom of God because we don't want to get into the mysticism. We don't want to get into the mystical realm. Oh, because that's new age. You need to grow up and to get over that. I have studies on this if you need the studies, okay? As a matter of fact, there's something that I'm going to do for you guys that have been hanging with me through this broadcast this entire time. I have the teaching that I did several years ago called Demystifying Mysticism. It's within our partner page. It's within our Mysterian Academy website. And I'm going to give you free access to that teaching because I want you to have understanding. And I want all of this, all of these religious demons that have been speaking into your ear about Oh, that's mystical. That's mysticism. That's yes, it's mysticism. Mysticism means the secrets of God, the mysteries of God. It belongs to us. It belongs to the body of Christ, not to people of new age that are getting their source from something that is other than God. It belongs to us. And for me and my house, I'm taking it back. And I dare to go into the realms of mystery of God's heart And no one's going to stop me because I have a mission and my mission is to pursue the heart of God with everything that is within me and to pour out the mysteries of the wonders of his person to whomever, whomsoever will, whoever will listen to the word of the Lord, of what the oracles of the Lord, of what he is releasing In this time. And so you can choose to go back into your religion or you can choose to move forward. Now, I I want to bless you. Okay, I want to bless you. This is completely free, guys, completely free. For those of you that want to give a donation, I'll put I'll put a, a graphic up for that later. But I want to bless you with this. And this is how you get access to the teaching. It's called demystifying mysticism, and it's gonna, it breaks down so much more than what I've talked about uh, today. And I have to run because I've got another class at 9 o'clock. And go to my website, mysterian.tv, and register for a free account. Okay, a free account. Become a free Mysterian partner. 
And those of you that register today, and I'll be able to see the date of when you registered, by tomorrow, I'm going to give you access to that teaching, and you're going to receive an email that you have access to that teaching and that you can listen to it. And you can listen to it, and I'll give you unlimited access to it. There's no expiration date, as long as you want to keep your account there. And go to mysterian.tv, register, and when you register, you will receive an email that you've become a free Mysterian partner. That's all that you'll receive tonight because tomorrow I have to look at all the registrations that have come in and then I need to manually give you access to that class. I didn't even think about that, but I want to bless you. I want to give that to you as a gift because it's important for you to understand. It's important for you to break this religious mindset, to break the religious, not only the mindset, but the ungodly beliefs And everybody has it. So don't say that, oh, I don't have ungodly beliefs. I'm holier than that. Not true. I mean, yes, you are holy before the Lord because of his blood. But so that you can have the understanding. So go to, maybe somebody can write it into the text chat. Let's see what's happening in the text chat here. Go into the text chat and type in. In fact, I'll do it right here for you guys so you have the website to go to www.mysterian.tv. And just sign up for a free account. And by tomorrow, definitely before the new year, by tomorrow, I will give you access to that teaching because I want you to have it. It's important for you to have it, guys. It's important for you to have it. It's important for you to have some understanding. And not only that, but so that you can see my heart. It's so important. I'm, I'm, I'm just as transparent as can be. And a lot of times I, you know, with my students or whatever, I, I just give so many life examples of, of some of the things that I've gone through and the things that I've learned because I want you to see my heart. And you make a decision for yourself. If you don't resonate with what I'm saying, that's fine. I bless you in the name of Jesus. But for those of you that are hungry, that want to go deeper into the heart of God, I'm going to give you access to that teaching, Demystifying Mysticism. And you will receive an email tomorrow for that if you sign up for that tonight. So the other thing that I want to mention to you is if you see here, you can see very quickly, is I have my book called The Weapon of Peace, Warfare Strategies from the Courts of Heaven. Um, and it, and And this talks a lot about the accusations, the accusations of the enemy that we, you know, the Bible talks about that we have an adversary that is accusing us day and night. The blood of Jesus counteracts those accusations. And many times we experience accusations because what I call active accusations, things that are that that are that we are experiencing accusations in the realm of the spirit that haven't been dealt with yet, haven't been repented of yet. It could be an accusation that comes from your generational bloodline. It could be an accusation that happened a couple of days ago. And these things need to be accounted for and they need to um, they need to be accounted for. And the blood of Jesus needs to take care of it. And you do that through repentance, through a lifestyle of repentance. So the, this book goes through all of that. 
And, and so you can go to our website to access the Weapon of Peace, Warfare Strategies from the Courts of Heaven. Just go to Mysterian.tv, go to our um, shop page, our store page, and you'll find it there, and you can order that. It's available in uh, paperback. It's available as Amazon Kindle and also as a PDF file that you can download. It's all um, accessible. It's immediately accessible, except for the book. It's going to take, you know, a couple of days to get to you. So... You guys have been hanging with me. Um, Darlene says, sign me up. I have something big to share with you. Message me, Darlene. I'd love to hear it. Um, You know, if you have anything that has ministered to you tonight as a result of just uh, pouring out, you know, just the word of the Lord, not only for 2020, but for every day. This is something for every day and not something that we should be looking forward to, a newness of life once a year. This is every single day, guys, because if you look at it as once a year, yes, we can celebrate the new year. It's a brand new year, and there's a lot of good that's in that. So I'm not saying not celebrate. Absolutely, because I'm going to be celebrating tomorrow night, out the new year, and we've got you know fireworks, and it's going to be crazy outside in our neighborhood. Um, but let this be something that is daily, every single day that you are renewing your life every single day. Let me see some of your comments here. I see Lilia's watching my sweet friend, Lilia. Hey, Christy, Christy. She's, um, joined a couple of classes. Um, all right. So Arun, he just signed up. Awesome. So just give me some time to send those, to send the class to you by email tomorrow. Um, So Darlene says, as evil increases, we must rise, be filled with his spirit like never before. Absolutely, sweetheart. Um, Amen. Amen. Let me just see um, a couple of other comments here. So Sandra Temple, she says, she's a Mysterian one. You know what a Mysterian one is? One who goes, who lives in the mystery heart of God. Mysterian expressions comes from that mystery place, from those that live in the mystery of God's heart. And if you do that, and if you're there already, you are a Mysterian one. And if you're not there yet, then the invitation is open to you. Because remember, there were five virgins that didn't fill up their lamps. And then there were five virgins that did when they got called to the wedding feast. God is calling you to a wedding feast, the wedding feast of his presence, the wedding feast of his heart on a daily basis. Are you going to be filled? Is your lamp going to be filled? Mysterian ones. I love the sound of that. So Sandra says, the Lord took me through a portal and his angels came and escorted me through this whirlwind. This is scriptural. Haven't shared with the believers in my life. There I felt the overwhelming love of God as I was taken into him. Absolutely. That whirlwind many times are the angels, you know, like the whirlwind of Elijah. They're angelic beings and they take you up and they're taking you up into the realms where, where the heart of God is. You know, the kingdom of God is inside of you, but your, your, your soul. <laughs> Your soul is just like going out the window and your spirit is just rising with the Lord. That's amazing. That's that's really lovely. Um, I see um, Pamela is on. Faye is on. Sally is on. Sally, she uh, she messages me once in a while. She says, 
I've experienced the light that you're talking about. I thought someone left lights on in my room. And as I opened my eyes, the bedroom was dark. This happened two other times. I didn't know what that was about. Thank you for clarifying this. Let me just let me just expound on this a little bit more on the, um, you know, guys, I'm just basically I've just poured out my heart. I've given I've, I've went in so many directions. And this is just a taste of some of my teachings that I do in Mysterian Academy, because <laughs> when when my students come into my class, it, it's just a time of letting it rip. I mean, there is no boundaries. We just go there. OK, <laughs> so I'm just going there a little bit in public. OK, but but th- this light that comes up, I for many years was experiencing this from all, from the time that I was, you know, that I got saved and got filled with the Holy Spirit and all of that. And, and then eventually I realized it was my spirit being that was coming to the surface and, and my spirit being that was coming on the outside and it was beaming with this light and this fire and this light. And I would always experience, I would always experience that until one day my spirit stepped outside. Now I'm not talking about, don't get, don't get, um, uh, don't get off because I say that because that's exactly what happens. I feel my spirit taking full reign is what I mean by it is I feel my spirit being taking its position. I'm the real me is taking my rightful place. My spirit being is who I really am. Yes, I have emotions and I have my mind and my will, my intellect. I have this body and we're to cherish our bodies and we're to take care of our bodies and our soul and our mind and and the whole package deal. But this flesh, the soul is not supposed to rule me. And many times it does. Many times when I feel that my soul has the better of me. It's like, you know what? That's what Paul did. He said, I I die daily. That's what he did. He died. And so he went up to heaven because he accessed the realm of God's heart on a daily basis. So it's your spirit being coming on the outside and everybody might experience it differently. For me, I literally feel coming out. I feel this busting out and it's so liberating. And so, you know how, how, how liberating it is to not be ruled by maybe a tormenting thought or depression or something that's bothering you. The resurrection power of Christ takes over your spirit being comes out. It rules and reigns like you were originally designed. You're communicating, you're walking with God, just like Enoch did. Oh my God, that's another teaching. Okay. All right, guys, if you've been blessed, I just want to encourage you to go to our website, sign up for the free class on demystifying mysticism. If you want to take some of the other classes, become a Mysterian partner. You can become a free Mysterian partner. For those of you that sign up tonight, I'm going to give you that free class, but you may want to go a step further. Go to Mysterian.tv. You may want to go a step further and become a Mysterian partner and partake of the mentorship and to go deeper and deeper and deeper because what happens is that you get unlimited access to my teachings and you can listen to it as many times as you want. A lot of my teachings are they're very in-depth, three hours, two hours long. Take some time to go through it. And you can take them one by one. You can go to Mysterian Academy. You can take one class one at a time. You can do it that way, either way. And some of the free things, you get a free spiritual gifts test, um, you get to access to our prayer wall, you get access to the free chat, um, 
the free chat uh, on our website um, and a couple of other things. But I just wanted to bless you guys with that. With And so I'm just leaving that up to you. Um, if you want to give an offering from your heart, if you want to make a heavenly trade, if this has blessed you, then so into the revelation so that it can manifest even more in your life. And we would really appreciate that. So this is just my gift to you for the new year. I love you guys. Bless you. If you have any questions for me, contact me. You can send an email. You can send a text message on our website. You can also um, message me through um, Messenger on Facebook. The only thing that with that is that if you're not a part of my friends list, because I've already surpassed my limit, I think you have like 5,000 or whatever, I've already surpassed my limit. Um, it, if you're not a part of my friends list, I may not see your message, and I get so many messages that it just it gets lost in the mix. So the best thing to do is to send an email, and um, we'll most likely see that or send a text message to our messaging center, Mysterian uh, TV. All right, guys, I just want to dec- I want to pray for you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send you guys some love. Everybody's sending me some hearts. I'm going to send you guys some love here. Thank you, guys so much. I feel your hearts. Thank you so much. Let me pray for you, okay? So, Father, in the name of Yeshua, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you, Father, for all of those that are listening, that will be listening to the recording. And, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you want us so much to have a face-to-face encounter with you, Lord. So I just want to speak to you guys face to face, okay? Because this is the type, you know, the Lord wants that kind of relationship face to face. That you look into his eyes, he looks into your eyes. It's that real, guys. It's that real. It's that real. That you are in that place with the Lord so full, so full of everything that he has for you. People are going to take notice. They're going to be like, what has happened to you? I want some of that. But guys, it requires consistency, just consistency. Just like you want to be consistent with spending time with your spouse and your kids. And, you know, it's just consistency. And the thing that holds you back is this, your flesh, your soul. Oh, I don't feel like it. I'm depressed. All those things. And Jesus gave you the power to bust out of your humanity because your humanity is not who you are. So, Father, in the name of Yeshua, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you for the word of the Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the oracles of God. Lord, I just thank you, Father, Lord, that let it resonate with the people, Lord. Let it resonate, Lord. Let it stir them up to come closer to you, Lord, in the name of Yeshua, to come closer, to come closer, to come closer into the heart, into the mystery of Yahweh, to come closer, Lord. You are so available to us every single day, so faithful, such a loving Father. And oh my goodness, the healing that you will experience. Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you are our healer. You are our the Ruach HaKodesh that we can go into, 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 that we are protected, that the angels of God are constantly protecting us. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, for every heart, every life. In the name of Yeshua, if you haven't accepted the Lord into your heart right now, I invite you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord, I want to enter into this realm of mystery of your heart. Lord, become the Lord of my life. 
Lord, I accept you. I accept your sacrifice. I receive the sacrifice of the DNA of the body and the blood of Jesus. Take communion tonight, guys, even after we finish. Take communion. Spend some time with the Lord. And Lord, I just thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the light of your heart, the fire of your heart. Lord, to illuminate every mind and every heart tonight in the name of Yeshua. And I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. Lord, I'm just so excited to go beyond the limits because God says, I can. And he says, go for it, baby. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. I have many things to share with you that I have not revealed yet. And so in time, in time, very excited about some of the things the Lord is doing. God bless you guys. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I must go because I have another class here in the next 15 minutes. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you guys. Go to my website, mysterian.tv. Sign up for a free account. We'll send you that class on demystifying mysticism. And you can also submit a donation or you can become a regular partner and get the really meat of the word of God and the meat of the mysteries of the Lord in that mentoring place. God bless you guys. Love you. Thank you for hanging with me. You guys are awesome.